you ever find yourself doom scrolling on Instagram? Maybe you stayed up late again watching yet another show because you didn't feel like going to bed. I know I've been guilty of both of these actions. They're actually evidence that you might be feeling a bit of burnout. Now, I will say I wasn't even sure what burnout was. I mean, I had an idea of it, obviously. It's like feeling unmotivated and unable to get your work done. But I didn't actually understand truly what some of the symptoms were. And obviously, those actions, those symptoms, staying up late, not getting our work done, numbing out in other ways, those are all things that can keep us from doing what we need to do. They can keep us from getting organized. They can keep us from being more present as parents. They can keep us from engaging with our families and our friends and accomplishing what we want to get done. So I thought I would bring on an expert in understanding burnout. And bonus, she also happens to be a special needs mom. Lena Suarez Angelino is a bilingual licensed clinical social worker and owner of the private psychotherapy practice located in New Jersey called Light Collective, where light is your reminder to let it go here today. She is passionate about helping people heal from burnout and using practical strategies to prevent the burnout cycle, both in our personal and professional lives. She is the author of the Anger Management Workbook for Moms and is the co-founder of a Facebook group called Central Jersey Special Needs Community in honor of her five-year-old son, Zach. So let's get talking about burnout. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Especially Organized, Sensible Solutions for Special Needs Moms, the podcast for all those busy moms out there who, like me, take care of kids who have a little something extra, and in the midst of all that extra, want to lead a more organized and present life. Whether your child has medical complexities, an intellectual disability, or neurodiversity, I am here for you. My name is Angela O'Brien, and I'm the parent of a 19-year-old daughter with Down syndrome. I know what it's like to have too much overwhelm and too little time when you're trying to manage all the pressures and responsibilities that come with a special needs child. Using my experience and skills as a professional organizer, each week I will bring information and encouragement to help you move through your clutter and reclaim what you deserve. So let's get started. Here we are. Welcome to Especially Organized. And I am so pleased to have my new friend. I met Lena, Lena Suarez Angelino on Facebook of all places, but that seems to be where I tend to find just awesome people who are so knowledgeable and people that I want to bring to the show. So I am so pleased to have Lena. I am going to let her take it away because I want her to share all the things that she has done. She is also a special needs mom. And um, we are going to be talking about burnout, which has just been a hot topic lately. So I'm so pleased to have you here, Lena. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Angela, for having me. And thank you to all your listeners for being here. There are many things that I do, but um, my background, I am a licensed clinical social worker. I'm a special needs mom to a toddler who is five. Uh, He is currently, you know, uh, delayed in his walking and his speech. So there's a lot of physical 
labor that that goes into caring for him as well as the emotional labor um and that's where i think a big of the a big passion of mine with burnout and burnout prevention has it was something that that was always happening in community mental health and you know my life as a social worker but it really I needed to start taking it more seriously as as becoming a, a special needs mom or rather accepting becoming a special needs mom. So um, that's really my passion and my joy. And well, we, we are, are glad <laughs> to have you here. I just we had such a wonderful conversation the last time we chatted and you've just got such a bubbly energy and have so much to share. So I was just super excited to get you on. So thank you for coming today. So, OK, for our listeners, though, let's. Let's start by defining burnout. <laughs> what exactly are we talking about when we say when we say the word burnout? What does that mean for us and for our listeners, especially those of us that have special needs kids? I always like to describe burnout as like stress is evil older sister, right? It's kind of it happens right when we ignore stress, the daily stressors of our lives for too long. And then it just kind of becomes this big, massive thing that we just cannot ignore anymore. And it really makes us feel horrible. And when it becomes a special needs mom or a parent in general um, and special needs parents, there's a lot of um, expectation or guilt when it comes to like self-care and trying to do things for ourselves, or we don't have the energy to do it. And that's because of the burnout, right? We don't feel motivated or we just we're depleted, right? We can't give an, just another ounce of thought to anything. That's where a lot of things like doom scrolling or, you know, revenge bedtime procrastination where we're staying up too late and, you know, scrolling on our phones or, or trying to make up for some time that we didn't get to give to ourselves throughout the day. We try and take that back, but then we go to sleep late and then, you know, rinse and repeat the cycle. And here we are, right? Still not feeling re-energized, still, still not feeling refueled. So I think that that's in a nutshell, <laughs> what, what people can experience, um, mm -hmm. as a special and I parent. have been guilty of all of those things <laughs> many times. Me too. Oh, me too. Like I am, I am very, I'm in a very close relationship with, with burnout, but I try for it to not be a toxic relationship and it's just, we coexist. We, we listen to each other's needs and then, you know, we, we move away from burnout, right? And you can go visit visit another time later on mm -hmm. when I need some more attention. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is so real. And I think too, we just, we take on that extra responsibility. We have not just the weight of what we have to do for our kids right now, but we have that weight of, we have to make sure we're prepared for them in the future, for their future. And so it just, it starts to weigh on us, right? And then you tack on just the physical aspects of caring for someone with special needs, whatever that form that may look like. And along with the mental energy that we expend, and it's it can obviously be really overwhelming. So I'm so glad to have you on to talk about it. If you have your own, you know, mental health or physical limitations, you know, like I have ADHD, right? So that like, ADHD in the, in the world is, is, you know, um, it gets difficult to navigate, right? Just the basic daily living skills and, right. you know, executive function. So add that to then having to care for someone that has additional needs, right? You're, it's, you really got to try and make sure that you, you stay on top mm -hmm. of it, right? Which yeah, yeah, is a absolutely. Long, so. Absolutely. All right. Well, so let's talk about like, 
what are some strategies that you suggest for special needs moms that we can, you know, maybe we haven't gotten to that point yet, or maybe we have, <laughs> what are some strategies that we can employ um, either like in, in terms of mindset or in our physical spaces? I'm sure that there are some things that we can do in our physical spaces. So what, what do you recommend to the people that you talk to? I talk a lot about this in my book, the anger management workbook for moms. I um, talk a lot about like zooming in and zooming out. So we get very overwhelmed because we're so zoomed into life and we, we feel like everywhere we turn, there's a crisis or a dumpster fire that we need to put out. And it's not until we kind of take a breath, we, we recenter ourselves a little bit and zoom out to, to remind ourselves of that bigger picture, to remind ourselves like, okay, what really matters in these next five minutes or in this next day, in this next, yes. And we have to be mindful of, of course, what's coming down the pipeline, right? What's coming coming around us both for future planning for care for our children, the, the follow-up doctor's appointments we need to do, whatever that looks like. But it's not until we, we're able to just take a step back, reevaluate like what, what we really need to do, you know, and then it kind of helps to eliminate our stress. And then we can zoom back in with a little bit more intention, a little bit more of a game plan of like, okay, you know, this area of the house maybe needs to be a little bit more organized because I keep tripping over the shoes and it's a hazard when I try and carry him out, out the house, right? Or, um, you know, the bathroom needs to be cleaned or whatever that looks like. Or maybe it's, it's stuff I'm, you know, I'm a working mom as well, right? So it's, you know, okay, what are things that I need to do in my business? And so what are things that can be done that have to be done now? And then what are things that I would like love to do them now, but but now is not the right time, right? Because when I put together all those other little pieces that need to be done, you know, that that doesn't take priority. So that helps, right? But at that core of that, it's being able to just pause and take a breath, right? We get so caught up into running into the next thing, myself included, right? Running into the next thing that we're not just intentionally taking that step back from time to time, even when we're not feeling overwhelmed, right? It's, you know, we jump out of bed or we, you know, sit and scroll for a little bit before we get out of bed. And, you know, you're just kind of starting your day, both feet, <laughs> you know, jumping both feet in and, and without even giving intention to the day or even at night coming back down, right? Coming back down to yourself and just expressing gratitude for yourself. So I, I teach a lot through like a lens of self-compassion and, and forgiveness uh, because it's very easy to be hard on ourselves. Shoulds, oughts, right? All those negative <laughs> words that that are just implanted in our brain and it's hard to release ourselves mm -hmm. of those, right? Yeah. But you brought up um, yeah. something like, I mean, just something simple, like you have shoes that are, uh, you know, taking up space in the laundry room where you can't get to the laundry or you can't get out the door. And I think those are like those low level stressors that you deal with every day that you don't realize are creating just more havoc in your brain and in your physical space that if, unless you take that step back and take a look around, you don't sometimes realize that until you're like, why am I doing it like this every single day, you know? If you have a mail system for us, I would love that tip because our mail is oh, really? the, <laughs> one of our, our big, big stressors too, between, you yeah. know, the medical bills we yeah. like to ignore and yeah. the, <laughs> the, you know, the junk mail that comes through it, it really feels like 
it's hard to pick out what's important, right? So kind of coming oh, coming up with yeah. a system, right? So, yeah. but recognizing, right? Recognizing, okay, what is the thing that I, what's in your avoiding pile, right? Like, and mm. mail is definitely one of our big mm. avoiding piles, right? And, you know, it's, it's becoming mm-hmm. too much, yeah. right? Yeah. So <laughs> being able to see, but it's, we, we could look around our house and we can say it's the shoes, it's the mail, it's the laundry, it's the the bathroom, it's the kitchen. And right. I'm sure our listeners are overwhelmed now. Right. And so it's like, but that's when we kind of zoom in and be like, okay, this week I'm going to focus on creating a system for my mail. Okay. Next week I will, I will try and create a system for my shoes. Right. And so you don't have to do it all at once. And I think that that's a big, of the, a big part of the stressors that we, we um, put on ourselves is we're feeling overwhelmed. We want it to stop. We look at it stopping we want it to stop overnight or immediately. So we feel that we have to do all of the solutions all at once. And that's just not sustainable. And then we feel, we don't feel great about ourselves afterwards. It's not realistic. Yeah. I think a lot of these processes take time and I relate it to like, for me, you know, organizing comes pretty easily for me. I can keep my house organized, but what doesn't come easily for me or what hasn't come easily for me is taking care of my health and being eating nutritious food and get feeling like I'm moving my body. So I had to hire a health coach two years ago and I thought, oh, it would be, you know, just a few months. No, two years, (laughs) two years. And I didn't realize the transformation that actually took place during that time. I'm like, oh, now I see it. And I think that that's the same for our listeners who are overwhelmed and don't feel like they can go it alone when it comes to organizing their spaces and setting things up so that it's easier for them and calmer for them. It can take time. We can't do it overnight. We can't change our mindset and our physical spaces overnight like that. So I do think you're right. It's so important to keep it just manageable, you know, whatever that looks like, if that's five minutes a day or five minutes a week, you know, keep it manageable. Yeah. I just redid my drawers to be more functional for me. And so I moved all my bras, both sports bras and regular into my dresser. So I, and I have like my workout tops in um, one of the drawers and then I have nicer tank tops and shirts in, in the next drawer with regular bras my leggings are with my sports bras and I put them at the bottom of my drawers so that I remember to also stretch in the morning, like even, even just touching my toes. Right. But it's kind of anchoring a habit because nine times out of 10, I am in leggings. I like to be comfy, but by the time I'm getting out of bed and waking, walking to the dresser, I've decided if I'm going to go work out for the morning or if I'm just kind of hanging around the house. Right. So, and then bras are optional at that point. (laughs) However, (laughs) Or if I have to leave and run errands, then I need my (laughs) bra, right? So it's just helpful to, yeah, I could, you know, I was noticing, I was like taking extra little steps back and forth, running to go get the type of bra I needed, running to the shirt, running to the leggings. Where's this? Where's that? And so, yeah, would you walk into anyone else's house and have their dresser set up? Probably not like that, right? But it it was something that worked for me. And it is, I'm now touching my toes every morning and night, you know, as I'm, as I'm switching in and out of leggings. Right. And so it's just helpful and it eliminates a couple of those little micro steps. My brain looks at, you know, my, our son's name is Zach. And so, you know, okay, get Zach ready for the morning. That's one task. Right. But it's got at minimum 10 to 15 subtasks. So by eight o'clock, I'm already like, all right, 
I've done my tasks for the day. No, you did one, babe. Like <laughs> keep on going. You know? Yeah. So, but you feel exhausted you already, going. right? Yeah. I feel exhausted. So I finally found system of like, okay, I get myself dressed before I leave the room. Then I, I gather him and gather our belongings. I, I bring everything downstairs and then, you know, I'll go and get him up and out of the crib. And so then by the time I don't, I eliminate the running back upstairs because I, girl, I used to run up and down those stairs so many times getting ready for the morning for what I forgot or, you know, didn't realize I needed. So here we are. I've, I've, but that took, I don't know, that probably took like two years, right? <laughs> two years of like, being mean to myself and getting flustered, getting overwhelmed to be like, no, there's gotta be what you were saying earlier. There's gotta be a better Yeah. System. And you're right. Like sometimes you have to work through it to figure out what that system, to figure out what's not working so that then you can figure out what will work. Right. And it can take some time. Mm -hmm. So you just have to be patient with yourself, but you're right. It's exhausting in the meantime, you know? But, but zooming back out and taking a look at the whole picture and like, okay, how can I, like, what is the main problem here that I, that this is causing me? stress? first of all, realize that it is causing you stress, right? Like all those running up and down the stairs, like, man, I'm exhausted by the time it's eight o'clock and I've barely gotten started. So, okay, that's a stressor. So how can we make that better? How can we improve that? Where can we move things? Where can we ship things? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's all about, I mean, I am huge into function. I love the beauty of it and the design of it, but it has to be functional for me because, um, I am, I'm kind of lazy. I'm that Enneagram nine. <laughs> You've got, I need to conserve my energy and I can just feel it seeping out every time I do something that is just, you know, not necessary. So I'm all about like, can, mm -hmm. how can we make this functional for, for ourselves? So, yeah. 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 Well, you brought up your book. I wanted to bring that up because um, as I mentioned, I'm an Enneagram nine. We are in the anger triad. So I am anger is a big emotion for a lot of us. And so especially as moms and we're kind of, I know I've been, I don't know if it's just something I've been taught, you know, or I've internalized it myself, or this is my personality, but I push down the anger. Like when I get, get frustrated and angry. So how Tell us about your book and how that can help our listeners and our special needs moms. It was such an amazing experience to write. And, and it has a lot of different exercises per chapter. Honestly, the first chapter was the hardest for me to write, which is what is anger, right? You know, I think a little bit of imposter syndrome comes up. Anger looks so different for everybody, right? Who am I to define anger? <laughs> um, but I find that, you know, we talk a lot about that in the, in the workbook, like anger is a secondary emotion, or there's other things that are trying to be heard, right? Other parts of yourselves that are trying to be heard, like you said, frustrated, maybe you're feeling lonely, unsupported, right? And so, but it manifests, it shows up as anger, right? It shows up as these outbursts or this like overt frustration where we're crying and we're, you know, just completely shut down. And so there's some exercises to help you understand that they, they have it as a, you have exercises that you can do within the workbook, ones that you can do outside of the workbook, right? So in daily practice, and then you also have some journaling prompts uh, for mm -hmm. deeper reflection. So it's, a, I believe it's an eight chapter book. Um, it's really colorful. It's really, you know, I, when, when the publishers had designed the, the book, 
I was so surprised at how colorful it was, right? Because I think sometimes we just think of anger as being this, like, I always picture red, right? Yeah. So like a big red, you know, dark, dark cover. And no, it's beautiful. It's like all rainbow colors and it's a watercolor theme, but it's a really, really nice workbook. There's certain case studies that from working with parents and especially moms in there. And so modeling, you know, how have a session gone with them and, you know, some of those strategies. And like I said, talking about like the the zooming in and zooming out is in there. But anger is really, it's kind of that red flag, right? Like it's kind of that that flag, like, hey, this needs attention, right? Like, hey, this needs a little bit more um, planning or, you know, I need some some sort of emotion is is being felt, right? And so, you know, we're feeling a little bit triggered by something, right? If it's an external factor, an external person, right? So um, if it's your environment, just kind of notice yourself, right? Notice what's what's kind of getting under your skin and it's getting under your skin more and more that, you know, and you're kind of trying to take those deep breaths, but they're not, not working, <laughs> providing any sort of healing and they're not working. Right. And so it's, it's okay. Then I need to try a different strategy. Right. Or I need to just pause and, and take a look and say, okay, like, what about this is really upsetting me? Right. What about this is really, mm-hmm. really bothering me starting to have a little bit more conversation with anger just like having a conversation with burnout, like, okay, like, I understand you're here again, you know, what, what do I need to do, right? What, what type of um, attention do you need, right? What type of care do you need? The same applies to anger. It's like, okay, you know, you're letting me, this is a warning sign. You're letting me know something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it does require, you know, a couple seconds of mm-hmm. deeper reflection and quiet time, which right. can be acknowledgement, right? That it's that it's there. And I love that you said it this that it is one of those secondary emotions because you're right. It's usually like there's something else that is leading to the anger, right? And for me, and I don't know if you've seen this in others, um, but I have noticed about myself if I get angry in the car at other drivers <laughs> for them not either following the rules or paying attention or they're on their phone and it is like you could probably see steam coming out of my ears something else is going on in my life that i need to address it's not the drivers <laughs> because those th- mm-hmm. that's happening all the time around me and so there are times when it really pisses me off <laughs> and other times where i'm okay with it so it's clearly not the driver so have realizing that about myself and saying oh okay what is what am i really something was yes. pent up <laughs> yes yes so i had to take a look at that so yeah. sometimes it's not directly in front of you sometimes that anger comes out sideways <laughs> right or in another time mm-hmm. or place yeah. you know of the day so i think that it's helpful to recall that but yeah i had to take a good hard look at myself and there like, and it's such a perfect example of projection right you know we're projecting those those feelings those subconscious emotions out onto somebody else and sometimes it is easier to have the frustrations at other drivers. One, because like no one really knows that you're getting frustrated at them. So there's like not a confrontation, but you're blowing off some of that steam. So not a great example no. for our kiddos. Mm-mm. However, <laughs> however, you know, it is, I like that it raises awareness for you. Mm-hmm. And it, it's yeah. true, right? It's, you know, okay, what are, what's 
not being said right now to the people that I need to say something to, or, you know, to myself. Yeah. And as someone that struggles with conflict as an Enneagram nine, I like, I can totally see why I would use the car and being in, in a car where no, none of the other drivers can hear that I'm swearing at them (laughs) for whatever reason, you know, that was a perfect example of like, Oh yeah, this is me avoiding something and I need to figure Mm -hmm. out what it is. So, yeah. And a compassionate lens to that too. Like mama bear instincts kind of come out too, right? Like unsafe drivers do put you and your family in jeopardy, right? So there sometimes, but if we pull back that layer behind anger, right? Pull back that curtain, Mm -hmm. it's fear. It's fear of safety. Yes. So that, that can be a big part of it too. So maybe it isn't actually an external projection onto something else that's happening in the world, but like you Mm -hmm. just put us in Mm -hmm. harm, right? You know, you, you're, you're being risky. So there, there is that fear there in, and kind of advocacy too, right? Like advocacy for, for justice, for safety for our families, for safety for other drivers on the road. Yeah, that's so true. Yes, that's so true. I hadn't really thought about that, but you're right. Like that, I think there is a fear element, like, oh my gosh, we could have just gotten into an accident or, you know, they're swerving or whatever it is. Yes. It's not safe. Um, Especially when I have my daughter in the car, she's like, mommy, stop saying bad words. <laughs> yeah, like the tip jar, swear jars do not in the car. Exactly. The car, okay. <laughs> exactly. When I'm ready for the swear jar to be in the exactly. car, exactly you know. does not apply here. <laughs> so, oh my word, oh my word. Well, this has been so helpful. I really like because I've just been seeing more and more about burnout lately, and it's I I can feel it sometimes. I am in a much better place because I was able to kind of switch gears this summer and and get out and change my routine, and that made the biggest difference in my energy level and just getting a little change of scenery. I came back like so refreshed. I know that's not possible for everybody. So I'm very lucky that I got a chance to do that, but changing up my morning routine was super helpful for me. So, but it's, it's, it's hard. It's a real life thing that um, we moms of special needs kids have to go through all the time. And so we need to be able to name it, understand it, address it and, come up with some ways to help re remove it or, or at least, you know, lessen it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Okay. So first of all, where can our listeners find you? You can find me. It's my full name on Instagram. So Lena Suarez Angelino. Um, I I'm also on Facebook. So again, my full name, you can find me on uh, my website, lightcollectiveandco.com. And light stands, uh, my brain works in acronyms. So light stands for let it go here today as our reminder. And uh, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on all, all the things. Awesome. Okay. Well, we will include that all in the show notes. And one thing that I love to ask all of my guests, uh, my final question, because I believe that organizing is a really great way to reclaim what it is that we are needing in our life. So what it is, what is it that you are trying to reclaim these days? I just recently I fell in love with CrossFit back in last October. And so I just signed up for an unlimited package, meaning so I can go pretty much every day for a month if I wanted to. And so really wanting to kind of reclaim that time in the morning for myself and and making it to more classes than just like one or two a week, as well as like kind of taking my nutrition, nutrition a little bit more seriously and getting a little bit more organized with my meal planning, right? Because that's not something that's 
on my radar right now, but I know that it's necessary and, and it will help me feel good. It'll give me more of that energy. So that's my, my body and mind. <laughs> I love it. I yeah. love it. That's what I did a couple of years ago. And it was one of the best things, like just starting to dial in and like, I oh, I it. need to work on myself a little bit here, you know? So yes, I love that. That's awesome. Good. All right, Lena, thank you so much. This has been so wonderful to talk with you again. I really enjoy speaking with you. So thank you for coming on the show. Likewise. Thank you for having me, Angela. Now it's time for my two-minute takeaway with Lena Suarez Angelino about banishing burnout. First of all, I loved how she described burnout as stress's older, more evil sister. It's like if we ignore stress, burnout is going to come along and start in on the action. We have to address the stress in our lives if we ever want to get rid of that burnout that we're dealing with, um, keep it from happening again. So we just need to look at what is causing that stress in our lives and address it. Number two, I thought it was really insightful that she said anger can actually be a secondary emotion. That was something new for me because I feel like anger is always that first thing that I'm feeling, especially as an Enneagram 9, for those of you who know about the Enneagram. But I thought it was interesting because she implied that there's something else lurking in the shadows behind that anger in our brain, in our bodies, underneath that we need to take a good look at. So we might want to ask ourselves, are we tired? Are we hungry? Are we thirsty? Are we lonely? Are we fearing something? Are we feeling guilty or shameful about something? So let that anger be like a warning sign for you to stop and listen to what's going on in your brain and in your body and let that be what you need to address what's really going on. All right, I hope you get to go out and reclaim what it is that you need today and I will see you next time.